0: Welcome to episode number 10 of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTD Nordic. I'm here with my friend and colleague Lars Rothskill-Henriksen.
1: Hi Lars. Hi Martin. Good to be back for another episode. For those of you new, uh, as we always do in each of these episodes, we'd like to remind you that the goal with this podcast is to help you really become a better GTD'er. Uh, so, So that entails to be better at clearing your mind, be better at, at staying present and, and really uh, being better at achieving stress-free productivity. So we hope that you get value of these uh, from these episodes regardless of your experience with GCD.
0: Yes, exactly. And uh, today's topic is something we call the natural planning model. And as always, or not like always, but since we introduced this new, we would like to new column of our podcast, if you may, Software Picks, where we will today talk about two interesting softwares, which will help you achieve more friction-free workflows. Uh, The natural planning model is... An interesting part of the getting things done methodology, and uh, it, because it helps you plan things. And we talk about the natural and unnatural planning model. And um, Lars, the unnatural planning, how does that occur? And have you seen it in the wild in your <laughs> previous work life?
1: Yeah. Yeah, certainly. I think most most people have seen that in in some uh, in some way, shape or form um, is where you know you're you're perhaps getting stuck somewhere. You are, are stuck somewhere in the process where you know the 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 project is not progressing the way that uh, that thing should be you know, progressing. A, a and problem occurs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so something something shows up and I think what what often happens is that we then uh, depending on where we are in the project but 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 many people then look to become more organized see if we can structure a way out of this. Um, And and that can, can, can certainly help. But, but often if you you find that maybe things are are missing, or you're not, you don't have all the pieces of the puzzle. So, so you maybe you want to take a step back and see Mm -hmm. if you can get a bigger picture. So, so what, what are all the components in this? What should we try to be be organizing?
0: Mm. And um, I also see, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to comment on that, because I've also seen that when we, uh, uh, you know, in, in work life, is that when you see a problem, uh, we have some, you know, some gut reactions. It's like, we see a problem here. Okay, we need more man hour. We need more people. We need, mm. uh, you know, uh, overtime <laughs> to solve this problem. <laughs> Let's do more to solve this. And um, as you say, what if you don't take a step back, how can you make sure you're making the right things? So... Okay, mm. back to
1: you, Lars. <laughs> no, but that's a that that's a good point to to add. And then uh, when you try to do this, you know, getting all of the pieces of the puzzle to see what what could we be be working on, what are we trying to achieve, then then that leads perhaps to the next question that that should have taken place before that, which is, well, what are we really trying to achieve? What's the the vision that we are trying to 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 get to? Mm. Uh, so that would then be. Uh, you know uh, bringing that into people's mind and that that alone has been very helpful for me trying to understand what we what we were trying to achieve but even before that there is uh, there is another question which is the why what's the purpose why are we actually doing this because that really aligns the team especially from from, from my past experience as an sap consultant uh, you would always have uh, these huge projects with with a really big mix of of teams and and you know teams just have different perspectives what 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 they are trying to achieve just differs but when we go all the way back to the purpose what are we trying to achieve then everyone aligns and and can can work much better together yeah
0: yeah instead of i don't know if I, people can relate to this but i can from before in my previous work life is that when you have a you know a problem or a. An idea of what you need to change, and then um, you go into a meeting and, and you, you brainstorm about solutions. You're brainstorming about solutions from from your side. Let's say you're in the marketing mm. department. The solution could look like this, and if you're an engineer, it looks like this. If you're, you know, a salesperson, it looks like this, and. Um, and um, project management can look at it like this. And when you come back two weeks later, there is just as many opinions of what is this, what are we trying to solve <laughs> here as there is people in the room. Mm. And, and 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 to get people aligned, it's, it's very important to take it up to the the, the, the purpose level. Mm. And can you get, just give us a short overview of the headlines of the five steps and in the right manner or the right <laughs> order now? Because now we have it's tossed them around for a while so yeah
1: exactly so so where we would start with the natural planning model is is with the purpose because that would be the uh, the starting point why are we doing this so you would perhaps take one of your more complex projects and you would would use the natural planning model to process it and really develop it and, and get get deep into it and the starting point would be the why what i why why are actually trying to to do this and also what are the standards if you were handing this project over to someone else what are the the boundaries that they would be be working within so for example let's say uh, that we were trying to to find a house uh, to, to to build a house for me and my family um, why are we doing this well that would be to you know uh, create a, a safe and a happy home in in you know uh, put put a roof over our heads uh, and and really try to to develop that part and the standards would be to you know where in what areas what we where would we be looking to to place the house uh, what are the time limits how how quickly do we have to find the house what are the you know finances uh, surrounding the
0: budget that yeah, would the, yeah mm-hmm. so that
1: would be the standards
0: yeah and just to comment on that is that um, when you know why you're doing something it's also there which is really important, why are we doing this, but also to what I call them the what is your what framework do you have to work within like and then then be very specific. it needs to be finished on Thursday, it should be green, should be two meter long and cost no more than ten thousand kroner it's, you know be as specific as you can mm. and um and then you come to vision, don't you? what happens there? Exactly.
1: So, so if we were to uh, describe, you know, what what does the world look like when when this project has been completed? Uh, how would you how would you describe that? And really, when we do the natural planning model, we describe this as the the wild success scenario. So when things really worked out, everything, you know, nothing went wrong. Everything worked out as planned. Uh, what what would the vision for your project then then be like? And really describe that. And that can 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 be uh, you know a few lines of, of, of description for for how you want the world
0: to look hmm. let's say you are moving office um, to another location maybe purpose would be a nice new well-functioning new office space with um, a better layout than we have now and then you decide uh, describes the standards for, for for what what this looks like and then the vision is the wild success that we have had a, a good um, move and a good uh, new offices, well functioning offices where everybody is happy, and uh, productivity is rising with twenty percent. I don't know, <laughs> wild success. What does it look for you? And and one of the things that I find very interesting when we when we coach either individual or groups or you know management teams in this the natural planning model, I see that when you take it you show them the you know you describe the purpose the why the standards and the vision with wild success suddenly this project is delegatable if you want to delegate mm-hmm. project to someone if you take this purpose why standards vision and wild success either alone before they come or with the person you delegate to it's a lot easier for this person to to actually fulfill your Uh, you know uh wild success because the person will know what wild success look like i talked to a lot of executives who delegate projects and that are you know quite irritated on on their colleagues or their um, um, you know the people who who will make work for you and uh, they don't understand what i mean And, and i said Really? <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> and it's really because you don't tell them what wild success looks like and give them some real tools to achieve this wild success by understanding why and what standards need to be um, fulfilled according to your mind. But if you make the purpose with the why and the standards and the vision with the wild success, it's possible to de- delegate this to some, some persons or a group of people. Um, as an executive, this, this is really powerful. Uh, work and then you can put mm-hmm. it on a delegated project list and then follow up the status of the project instead of having a lot of follow up calls from this poor person who don't understand what you what you really want to achieve here. <laughs> so, but when you've done the purpose vision, what's next, Lars?
1: So now we have a clear picture of where we want to be, where we're going. Uh, so now we can start to brainstorm. That's the third step to really figure out, you know, what are all the components? What's all the stuff that needs to to happen? What's the, you know, the delta between where you are right now and where you want this project to to go? So really, uh, normally we would do this as a as a um, as a mind map. Really, just you know, brainstorm everything. Not not in sequence. Just as they show up, we need to. Uh, so sticking to your moving office. Uh, example we we need to figure out how to uh, to transfer the phone lines and get the internet up and running and, and moving the furniture and uh, you know uh, getting new business cards with the right address and then all that stuff that that comes with uh, with moving to a new office so that that mm. would show up as part of the brainstorm
0: exactly and um, the underlying question what could be relevant or is important not to confide uh, confine yourself within because if you make this as a brainstorm session, it could be then happening with a mind map or maybe um, just yellow sticky notes, um, blank pieces of paper. Make sure you capture everything and anything that could be relevant for, for this project. And when you've done that, uh, the next is organize. What happens there, Lars?
1: Yeah, so now we have, you know, allowed the brain to just show up and, and come up with all the ideas about this. And then we start to organize, as you say. So now we start to structure things, figure out, well, what should we actually do first? Where do we, what, what do we start with uh, at this time? And, and really try to to plan things a bit more. So uh, in a similar way that we also do with the uh, capture step and the and the clarify and organize steps in the in in the five steps that we described earlier again we also here allow the brain to to really come up with all the good ideas before we start to analyze and 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 try to to sequence uh, things so that's that's the separate uh, fourth step called organize
0: okay so now we've organized it into projects and sub projects and um, then we have to make sure that we make you know make something not just plan <laughs> something so then it comes to next actions and yes. for those who you followed the episodes before what is a next action lars for those who are stumbling <laughs> yeah, so into the this next,
1: <laughs> the next physical visible action that you would take to 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 move forward with this thing so as usual with gtd we want to uh, define the the next action for, for each of these things that we are now actively working on relating to this uh, this project yeah. So those are the five steps. Purpose, the why, the standards, then the vision while success version of that. Then you brainstorm all the stuff that could be relevant. Once you're done with the brainstorming, you can organize things and, as usual, define the, the next actions.
0: Great. So purpose, vision, brainstorm and organize next actions gives you the quickest um, project planning model you can find. This is and it's based on what we call common sense. Uh, when I talk to people about common sense that most people recognize common sense when they come and kiss them in the forehead myself (laughs) included when I understand this model I go ah yeah exactly this is what what we need to do this is how we need to structure things to get things done and um, for those of you who want to learn more about the natural planning planning model we are doing level 2 courses project and priorities who are Deep diving into this and we give plenty of time for you to birth your, your, um, your project in a good way and, and to get start moving on them. And um, this model is really powerful for, for, you know, move the stock project also. This is very, uh, very, very good.
1: Yeah, and people are, you know, uh, as you say, especially in the level two uh, seminars, or when we when we coach people. This is really, uh, really a powerful model, and it it really makes people excited. Uh, you know, they're they're seeing projects that they, yeah, like you say, they could be stuck, or they could be um, they could be complex projects that really have a lot of moving parts. Then then going through this model is just so valuable for people uh, to think these things through, and it really. Uh, in my experience, often becomes very inspiring to to yeah. to to go through this. Um, the brainstorming part is fun uh, on your own, and, and like I mentioned in the beginning, uh, if if you have multiple people, multiple teams, I know from 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 some of the biggest companies in Denmark that they have have sat down and, and worked through this model, and it really they, they they found some things that they hadn't noticed before, uh, that really had a big impact on the project. So. Mm-hmm. Um, really have a look at this, give this a try. Uh, it, it's I think it's a very underutilized uh, model from GTD, so really, really use that. And for those of you listening who have already participated in the uh, Level 1 seminars, um, you may remember this from the methodology guys that you have this list of, of steps in the natural planning model, model and on, on the back of that, you have a, a project planning trigger list, which um, uh, ever since I uh, attended the the Level 1 seminar back in the day, um, I, I've used that a lot and that's uh, I know they also use this in companies in Denmark where they for example identified a group of stakeholders that they had not been aware of uh, for a specific project. so that mm-hmm. really you know helped them so much and, 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 and really uh, helped mitigate some some huge risks that they might otherwise have faced.
0: Mm, great, great, good. And this is a you know valuable model use it and it's in the book read a book if you don't have a, well if you can't come to a seminary read a book and uh, and and try try it out see if it works for you I've, I've, yeah mm.
1: and it's easy to go through as well you know it's, it's chapter three where where, where where all of this is, is covered and it's you know you can work this model with uh, with GTDers and with non nongtds because um, you don't have to understand the concepts to uh, to understand the value and see how this works so so that's yeah. helpful as well
0: yeah, and, yeah, and it, it really can stand alone as well as, a, you know, a separate tool in your productivity toolbox. So, um, okay. Well, that was the natural planning model. Now we come to software picks of this episode. And uh, Lars, you picked something f- to help you brainstorm clearly.
1: Yeah, so so very much relating to the uh, natural planning model steps that we just walked through. Um, as I mentioned on the, on the brainstorming step, we often use a mind map as the the way to capture all of these ideas. And uh, I, I, my my engineering background uh, didn't really make me think that much about these uh, mind maps. I, I like my lists; they were nice and structured. But but certainly when I started using these mind maps, I, I noticed that you you think differently, you come up with, with different things. So, so that really helped me a lot to, to start using this, this way of capturing. So I was looking for software to support this. Uh, as, as many of you out there, I, I like to have my things digitally, so I have them with, with me all the time. I can search them, uh, export them, work with them digitally. And um, Morten, you recommended this to me at some point uh, in the past, uh, a map, sorry, not a map, uh, an app, for for my Mac called Mind Node M I N D N O D E, so that's a it's a very simple tool it's a very nice clean interface um, I use it a lot for my. When I use a natural planning model, um, and and when I work with clients, when I um, work with people to to walk them through this, uh, I like to bring this up on the screen. Uh, you can go full screen. There are no controls. It's just a you know blank canvas with a box in the middle that you you know, maybe describe the wild success scenario or just in in the the key key terms of that, uh, and then you just brainstorm. And it really isn't. It's uh, it's a nice program to work with. It can export to the uh, the official. Open source standards as well, so you can export to other documents. You can even make it a small checklist if you would want to do that. But you know, just for the basic mind mapping parts, I, I really enjoy that. Um, it does come with a price tag, but uh, but uh, for me, it was certainly worth it.
0: Yeah, and it's not a horrendous amount of money, but it's not for free. So, mm. And and I use this as well, and uh just want to add that it's also an iPhone app, and it's also an iPad app, or I don't think t- it's a plus app, so it goes for both iPhone and iPad. So if you feel... Um, you need to, or you feel you will function better if you can touch your project. This is how you can touch this also <laughs> with your fingers. <laughs> no, but um, I, I I second that it's a good app and it's very clean and, and easy to use and it doesn't it does have some bells and whistles and underneath the hood, but you don't have to mm-hmm. use it if you don't want to use them and it's um it's good. And uh, it also have export to PDF, so you can send a, your mind map to someone for for this uh, mm. this purpose as well. So my uh, software pick for this episode is Evernote and uh, Evernote has been described like an old bucket tool and um, I think that is very important when you start using any tool that you define defined for yourself in your mind, what am I really going to use this for? And some people already use Evernote as their GTD list system for their projects and next actions. And for that purpose, it can be good. And uh, the, the, uh, some, some people make it also as their reference system where you put your reference material uh, and notes and uh, documents. And uh, for some people, that works really well. Um, for me, it's not my GDD list system, it's only my reference system. For notes, I can take for... Um, Paper-based notes I scan or send from another tool I use called Remarkable. Uh, And this is where I keep my reference material. This is normally very rarely for something I change all the time. My only exception, as I can see it, are true at the moment where things change. Is Actually, this podcast, um, we use an Evernote note, Uh, Lars and I and that changes when we make changes to it and synchronizes so we can share the updates we make um, so we can see what what we are doing and i also use this as a changeable document for as a master trainer for the nordic region i have to follow up all our trainers uh, make sure they maintain their certification and make sure that the trainers in training gets the right uh, information at the right time and that they uh, can follow their progress and these are the, the notes that changes over time. But also it's like I can use them as checklists. But else it's for me a place to toss whatever I think is valuable f- as reference material in the future. Like I send all, um, before I sent, uh, I used it a lot for, for receipts. Now I found a, another way of uh, taking care of those but for receipts it's also a very good way the plus app where you buy a subscription you can have a very good powerful iPhone and Android app where you can also scan business cards you can also get them then the results integrated into your uh, contacts database very easily or automatically at some uh, sometime sorry in some platforms at least the Mac that happens uh, you can also use, um, use it for store any kind of documents you want. And I would suggest that you only use it for what I call finished documents, like a signed contract. If you want to put something in there, make sure you don't want to change it a lot. It's, it, I, in my experience, it works best, as the, especially, especially for documents as the, the end place, the signed things, the things you've you've finished off as ticked off as really uh, as a reference system i also use it for meeting notes when i'm in meetings with my my both my clients and my my uh, my colleagues um for taking notes and it can also be used then to put scanned pdfs for instance with um you can use a scan a scanner app inside the. Um, the Evernote app and the font, it's like a photo of whatever you write down if you're if you want to write down by hand. And you, uh, you can put it in your meeting notes sec- section and you can find it very easily. So um, that's my software pick, Evernote, um, for reference material prefer- preferably, and um, maybe for for some living changing documents but not n- notes but not documents. That's my suggestion for you. Okay, um, you use the 7-note as well, Loris. What, do yeah, you, do I you do. Use, how do you and use I like it, it as well.
1: Um, yeah. I, 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 um, I mainly use it today to capture meeting notes. That's mm. where I would go. So that would... I normally, the way I use it, I would put a, a star uh, as the subject and then I would write the, the subject so that would be, uh, you know, a biweekly meeting with, with Morton um, yeah. and, and then the date. And then I would take all the notes in there. And once I had then um, at, at a later stage, I would go through and, and process those notes and then I would remove the star as I would uh, be certain that I had transferred everything into my system that I wanted to to get in there. Mm. So that's my uh, tiny hack to, to make sure that yeah. I capture all those notes. Um, and otherwise, I, I've used it for, you know, support material at times. Um, I've used it for uh, various scripts. I've used it for capturing notes. So, so that would be reference, capturing notes about different races that I've run, uh, what to remember. Um, so so I've, I've captured some coaching notes in there as well. Today, it is mainly my sort of capture bucket for, mm. for meeting notes. That, that's yeah. what I primarily use it for.
0: And one, one little thing that I when I look at Evernote now that I forget, forgot when, we, when I started talking about it is that uh, it has a very good, in the iPhone app, I'm sure that's same in the Android app, but the mobile app have a possibility to scan whiteboards. And uh, that is really valuable when you have a client or you, have a, you do brainstorm or you try to share something with the client you can then t- take a photo and it will uh, not only take a photo but it will also scan it so it's like white with black text or white with blue text whatever you, your your preference are um, but black and white um, or or color makes it a lot easier and it makes small nice uh, instead of 1.5 gigabytes photos you get 155 k- kilobytes it's like um, a fraction of the the megabyte uh um, small easy to to use notes um, also from the, the whiteboards so
1: and you can even capture on your Apple watch if you have that. So just to add to that uh, when uh, when I last time recommended another app uh, toss uh, I was uh, searching for input from other GTDers and, and someone recommended to me that I would look into the uh, Evernote app and that can mm-hmm. actually capture audio as well from your uh, from your watch if you if you use that as well.
0: Cool. Cool, that I didn't know, so good. Okay, um, I think we are at the end of this episode, Lars, do you agree with me?
1: I think so. So normally we wrap up, uh, and and I will do that as usual as well. Uh, to to mention to you that if you want to learn more about GTD, more about the work that we do, more about you know the the various groups that we uh, manage to support GTDers in each of the countries, uh, go to gtdnordic.com. Uh, you can find links to all of the country websites for all of the um, the Nordic countries. Uh, and as usual, if you find these episodes valuable, and we we certainly hope you do, then uh, we would really appreciate if you could leave a rating on itunes uh, or or perhaps refer a colleague to to also listen and learn learn more about gcd
0: okay great thank you lars and thank you for listening hope you will hear you you continue listening to us hope you find this valuable and until next time great and stress-free productivity goodbye